Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Works about my life yet, but I'm up for that. Is anybody else up for that? 
being filled so that we can go out, that we can look like him. That's how we're going to do it. Yeah. It's not the Lucy show. It's not because Lucy is a great person that people are going to get transformed and the city's going to change. Thank goodness. It's because he yeah. is going to fill me. And then I am full. And as I go, I give him to the world. Yeah. It says this amazing thing. 2 Corinthians verse 1. Um, Can you grab your Bibles, turn them on if you've got them, because we're just going to look at some different scriptures. But it says this, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. How do we help others? We first get helped ourselves. We first receive from God. The God of all compassion and all comfort comes to us first. And as we experience that, then we go. 1 John 3 verse 16 to 17, it says, This is how we've come to understand and experience love. Christ sacrificed his love for us. This is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers and not just be out for ourselves. Why? Because we've come to understand and experience the love of God. It's that experience of his presence, of his love, that changes us and enables us to not just be out for ourselves, Mm. not just live selfish lives. Mm. Um, I was chatting this through with Andy, and um, he shared some stuff that he'd been listening to, and I was like, this is so key. Often we feel like our responsibility when we go and we need to stand up for somebody and go and be with them for a cause is that we feel like we need to go and fill them up. We need to go and support them and strengthen them. That's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to be filled up ourselves and pour out. It was Jesus that poured himself out for us. And it's our responsibility to be full of him so that we can pour ourselves out. We have extra and overflowing to go. So it's not just a one-time consent that, oh, I believe that Jesus died for my sins, great. That is the starting block. And then day by day, as we journey in this relationship with God, we are allowed to be filled with His Spirit continually over and over again so that we can continue to be full to go. Is anyone up for that? <laughs> okay, so what did Jesus do on the cross? He did this. And um, you can take a, f- a picture with your phone if you want, but this is what He's done. He's bridged the gap for us. So the cross did this. So, yes, if you agree, He laid down His life for us. Yeah. What John 10 says, and in John 15 verse 13, he said on the cross, he demonstrated the most greatest act of love that history has ever seen. Agreed? He reconciled us to God through the cross. Romans 5 verse 10. He died for our sins. 1 Corinthians verse 15. He reconciled Jew from Gentile. So the chosen people that were just God's people through the cross, God broke it open and now it's for all of us for everybody on the cross Jesus humbled himself on the cross he cancelled out our debt on the cross he rendered the devil powerless and he gave us the keys this isn't just something we're reading this is truth and it is allowed to change us and impact us 
we get to be filled so that we can pour out. I'm just going to ask the band, what we're going to do now is, I want to stop talking right now about this, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. Because I want us to know that it's not just hearing good words, but it's meeting with the risen Jesus that will change us. And so... Um, We're just going to sing that song that we sang earlier, which is The Reckless Love of God. Um, I don't know if that's new to you. It was new to me. Um, It's not even on Spotify, so that's how new it is. Um, But it's just this incredible lyrics about how Jesus comes and runs and finds us. And this morning, if you don't feel, receive, know anything else, I want you to know that Jesus is loving you so much. All of that stuff he did in the cross was for you. And it is in that incredible love that we receive him, we receive his presence, that we can go out, that we can pour ourselves out. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read this little bit of a kind of spoken word that I felt God had um, downloaded to me. And then the guys are going to sing. And we're just going to have a short time of um, just kind of a, a chorus or whatever. But I'm just going to ask you, if you want to... First, if you want to receive Jesus this morning for the first time, I want you to stand and receive and just say, yes, I want to experience this love. And if you need an infilling of the Holy Spirit this morning, if you need a fresh touch from him this morning, we are going to do it now. We're not waiting to the end of the talk that Jesus is here. He's already moving. And so I just want you to stand and receive. Is that okay? Yeah? Because if you want to see from Jesus, this is the time. <clears throat> As Jesus laid down his life, he stands up for me. Even though I didn't know about it, he was setting me free. Taking on my punishment there at the cross, he took all my sin, making sure I was not lost. He went to the depths of my dirt and my shame so that I could come alive never to die again for in him I stand alive in him as he stood for me now I stand in him and together we stand for those not yet alive dead in their sin who need to be revived this call on my life to stand in the gap came first from Jesus He is the map. Our compassion and love come straight from him. So I don't need to stand up empty. I can get full to the brim. For he first loved me, laying it down, traded my tears and ashes for a joyous gown. So as he stands, I stand in him too. It's my joy and my honour to stand up for you. Thank you for your presence. It fills us. Thank you that we can never be too full of you. That's right. And so, Jesus, I pray that this week, that you would continue to fill us. That where you lead us, we would experience you. 
we would know that we are loved so that we can show love to others. Pray that we would, even in our tiredness and exhaustion and our stresses and our strains, we would find you there and experience you afresh. Thank you that we are alive in you. And so we just give you permission this week to meet with us and fill us so that we can continue to give out your incredible, reckless love to others. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Can I just have a quick volunteer? No one wants to come up now. <laughs> yeah, great. Louise, give Louise a round of applause. She's an absolute legend. <laughs> she knows I didn't say that, but anyway. Um, so, Louise, um, could you just pop your arms out like this? Yeah? And just stay there, that'd be great. For a woman, she did not know. Okay, so we are going to be looking at once we are filled up so that we can stand up in Christ, how do we stand up for others? How do we go? What is it that God is calling us to do? And we're going to look at Zechariah 7, verses 4 to 13. If you can have a quick look in your Bibles with me, that would be great. And here in this passage, we see that Zechariah um, is given a word. Okay, so let's have a little read. How you doing? Hi. Do you need someone to come and help? In a minute, yeah. Okay, in a minute. Just have a think if you want to come and hold uh, Louise's arms up. You can just come out like this, okay? So anyone, when you see that she's just having a little bit of a moment, come and give us some support. Okay, in the fourth year, chapter seven, uh, Zacharias. In the fourth year of King Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah on the fourth day of the ninth month, in the month of Kislev. The people of Bethel had sent Shazar and Regmanelech, together with their men, to entreat the Lord by asking the priests of the house of the Lord Almighty and the prophets, shall I mourn and fast in the fifth month as I have done for so many years? Then the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. Ask the people of their lands and the priests, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seven months of the past the seven years, was it really for me you fasted? And when you were eating and drinking, were you not just feasting for yourselves? Are they, those not the words the Lord proclaimed through the earlier prophets when the Jerusalem and its surrounding towns were at rest and prosperous? And the word of the Lord came to Zechariah. And this is what the Lord Almighty said. Thank you so much. Pop your arms out. Yeah, you hold, uh, you hold one arm and pop your arm out this way. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> they didn't know. Okay, verse 8. And the word of the Lord came to Zechariah. And this is what the word of the Lord said. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. Do not plot evil against one another. But they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly they turned their backs and covered their ears. And they made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law and to the words of the Lord Almighty had sent from the Holy Spirit through the early prophets. So the Lord Almighty was angry. When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, said the Lord Almighty. I scattered them with a whirlwind among the nations, and they were strangers. 
the land they had left behind them was so desolate that no one traveled through it. And this is how they made the unpleasant land desolate. Ooh, nice chapter. <laughs> um, so here we see that the word of the Lord comes. And what's happening is, um, really, quite rightly, is the Israelites are saying, do we still need to fast because we've been doing it quite a few years? Is that the plan? And God's like, you have just been doing it because... Uh, it became a religious act to you and actually your fasting isn't sincere hey here we go thank you Sid (laughs) who else is coming up thank you pop your arms up I'm just going to (laughs) move I feel like this could get long okay so they had wanted to fast they were fasting but it became insincere and so what I want to say to us this morning is is this something that we're doing that God has told us to do, but we've been doing it for so long now that it's become religion, and it's become religious. And it's not actually got the relationship and the connection that it did once have. The reason God asks us to do anything is because of relationship. Here comes Tim! The reason God asks us to do anything is because of relationship. And he wants greater connection with us. And he wants us to talk to him and him to us, which is why we do things like fasting, which is why we do things like praying, so that we can connect with him. But if that becomes a religious experience, the relationship stops. So I just want to ask you, is this something that you need to stop doing? Because you used to do it because God said, and now it's become religion. And what is it that God is asking you to do in this season that creates relationship and connection back to him and to others? Very good. In verse, um, what verse is it? Verse 8? No, 10. Here we go. Verse 10. It says this. Treat one another justly. Love your neighbours. Be compassionate right. with each other. Absolutely. Don't take advantage of the widows and the orphans and the visitors and the poor. Don't plot and scheme against one another. Excellent. So what do we do? How can we go? So these guys have been amazing. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming up. So why did you guys come up? She's dying. <laughs> she was dying. Why did you come up? Felt sorry for Andy. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Why did you come out here? He was carrying a child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, was it difficult at the beginning? Um, at the beginning it was okay, but after a couple of minutes, yeah, tricky. And what was it like when these guys came around? Loads better. Loads better. Thank you so much, guys. This is a little visual representation of what I'm talking about. Take a seat, give them a round of applause. Thank you. it might need to be like this big massive cause and it's got to be out there and something we don't know but what happened was Louise was here she had a need and somebody saw the need and came alongside and helped and then somebody else saw their need so what is it where you are at it's not just about going to now I need to sell my stuff and go to Africa although that is good if God is saying it but what he's saying to us right now where we are is sometimes we don't have anyone because we get stuck in the fear of the sea of need there's so much to do what should I do and actually the truth is that we can just do the small thing we can stand up for somebody and it might just look like somebody in your workplace that you need to come alongside the other day Macy and I um, are taking her to Tesco just down the road here 
It was about half past eight. We're in Tesco and somebody said, oh, she's up late. And I was thinking, yes, but mum skills, I know. And as we were walking out of Tesco, we walked past a guy who sat on the floor and who's homeless. And we walked back to the car and we had a bag full of shopping. And um, I said to Macy, how does that make you feel? She said, oh, I feel sad. I said, what, what can we do about it? I don't have any cash, but I do have my card. And she said, well, I don't know. Should we buy some food? I said, shall we buy some food? She said, okay. So we went and we asked him, and we said, there's nothing worse than buying some food for someone, and they're like, I'm actually a vegetarian. <laughs> so we asked, we literally went up, hi, we introduced ourselves, we said our name, and then we literally said, what would you like? He said what he liked, he didn't like pickles, so it was good to know. And we went in and we got it and we came out. We gave him the food, we said, we're gonna pray for you, and we got back in the car. And I said to Maisie, how do you feel now? And she said, I feel better, but I still feel sad. Mm. And I said, I know. Fantastic. That's all we could do in this moment, what else can we do? Yeah. And it was that thing of sometimes we just walk past, and I've been the person that's walked past because I'm too busy and I've got stuff on, but there was just that moment where I just suddenly realized, actually, even the small things we can do, and let's do that and help stand up. And do you know what happened? We got home, we baked a cake because it was the cake sale. I was doing it last minute, hands up. Um, but, and then she just went upstairs to brush her teeth and it was going like half past nine, it was ridiculously late. And she came back down in the kitchen and she said, Mummy, I met Jesus. He spoke to me in the bathroom. There you go. I love Jesus. He turns up anywhere. Fantastic. But just to say, like, actually, as we go, as we do things for others, it, we experience Jesus. And he turns up in greater measure for us. Excellent. It's this beautiful thing. We never run out. There's always more in God. He is pouring out on us. So we can just be full of him. So that when we go, we are full of him. It's a beautiful thing. And so um, we're just going to watch. Oh, let me just quickly tell you. There's just three things. Um, can we have the last slide? Okay, so awareness. So that's what I was talking about. Um, in the passage, the guys had their fingers over their ears. <laughs> It's that thing of just taking our fingers out, letting our fear down about, oh, there's so much need, I can't do anything. What is it that God's asking us to do? Advocacy, who can we stand up? And what is the action we can take? Even if it's as small as buying someone food, what is the action we can take? We're going to hear now um, really quickly from Morale. She's from our congregation. She is amazing. And um, she's going to share a little bit of her story. And then I'm going to ask Debs to come up. And we're just going to do um, some activation prayer just towards the end of the service, if that's okay. So let's turn our eyes to the screen and let's hear a bit of Morale's testimony. My name is Maral and I come from Iran. Um, I became a Christian about two years ago through my brother-in-law. And uh, becoming a Christian in Iran wasn't really easy. And we, uh, we, we used to gather together at a home, in a home church. It used to be um, secretly and in the middle of nowhere or probably in the, in the middle of night. If you, uh, if you convert from Islam to another religion, uh, you're gonna be punished and the punishment is to be executed. I went to Germany to do a one month qualification. Uh, and then um, when I was meant to go, uh, when I was supposed to go back to Iran, after the course, 
I found out that my dad got arrested and uh, my parents said that you can't come back to Iran and it's really dangerous for you. I had to decide to leave everything behind, my education, my, pa my family, um, everything. And then uh, I traveled from, uh, and I had to, I couldn't stay in Germany and uh, I, I had to claim for asylum somewhere else and my sister li uh, lives here and that's one of the reasons that I traveled to, to the UK. It was really difficult, you know, because I came to a really new country, new people, new culture and I had to start over. I left my parents, I left my education there and my friends, my life and I came here and started over and I had nothing, even bought clothes <laughs> because you know I've had everything in my country and suddenly nothing and then but I started to come to Ivy and uh, because my my sister and her husband used to go to Ivy, Ivy Charleston and then uh, the first time that I've been there I felt like home everyone already knew me and because my sister talked about me a lot and everyone even knew my name so I felt like home and I felt that oh my god okay I found my family here and yeah That's great, isn't it, that she found her family here? Yeah. Thank you. That's what we want. We want this place to be a place where people can find family. Absolutely. And that requires us, you and me, welcoming people yeah. and saying, welcome, you're part of this family. And this church is not for the church for people that have had easy lives or have it all together. Right. I do not have it all together. I have not had an easy life. And so you are welcome here. And we want to embrace us standing together, holding each other's arms up, supporting each other. What a beautiful thing that morale could come here. And this is amazing dance. Can we give a round of applause yeah. to Debs? She's amazing. And one of the things I love about our church here at Ivy Church is that we have so many different ways that we can quickly get a part of something that's greater than ourselves and that's helping people. And so um, Debs is uh, overseas IV refugees, which is amazing. And so she's going to tell us a little bit about that. And then she's going to lead us into some prayer time as well so that we can activate some of the stuff that we've heard about this morning. I, I can't watch that video without loving. And I love Morale. I know her really well now. And she's, she's a great girl. And I think one of the greatest privileges of of what I do at Ivy, which is basically get alongside somebody from a different country and, and just help out in whatever I, way I can, no special drinks, um, is that what I receive from that, what I get back from, from getting alongside someone, what I get back from helping somebody stand who's new to this country is, is not quantifiable, to be honest. It's such a privilege. It's such a privilege. And my background is as a nurse, so I'm a professional carer. <laughs> so I've got qualifications. You, your chest was really bad, you could come and see me at the doctor's surgery and I'd say, well, you need to take this inhaler, haven't you? And why have you not been taking your steroids? And I'd give you all the information that you needed to um, get better. And then hope that you followed my advice. <laughs> Which we all know people don't, I didn't, I didn't take my inhaler. <laughs> but the reason I mention that is, 
the difference between me doing my professional caring role and doing my job as a Christian is that I have to be full of the Holy Spirit in order to do my job properly. And the same is true now, actually, even though I, I, I do have a different role, different set of you know, labels attached to me. It's the same thing, really. I just spend time with someone. How, how is it for you? What can we do to help? What's the need? And as a professional carer, I was trained to look at someone's chest or you know, talk about their contraception. And, but what, what changed my professional caring role was asking the Holy Spirit to get involved. It was, and, and it's something that it took years for the penny to drop, and I don't know why it took so long, but all of a sudden it was like, plonk. You know, so I used to sit in, I used to see about 40 to 60 people every day, 10 minute appointments. I'd get a chance, to 15 to 20 minutes, sit and talk to someone. So they're not going to be like breaking their heart and telling me their life stories. This is going to be short, I promise. Um, <laughs> but it, so I just asked God to start showing me what was going on. Show me what's going on with this person, Lord. Because I can give them an inhaler. That's easy. <laughs> Show me what's happening. And it's only because I had an ear, an ear out to what the Holy Spirit was happening. And so I'd have a mum come in with a child who needs vaccines. And I'd be there giving them full stabs in the arm and leg, trying to look after the mum, baby screaming, make sure it's all fine, make sure I've done it properly, doing all of that. And at the same time, God's saying to me, this person's depressed. This person's depressed. So while I'm doing all the stabbing, I'm like, how's things at home? You know, it doesn't, that, that I have not got any special skills. I do what I'm trained to do. That's what we all do in our jobs. We do what we're trained to do. We do what we're good at. We do what God has called to do. And it's all good. The extra level is the spirit is in me and I'm listening and I'm working out of that. I'm giving out of that on top of doing what I'm paid for. And I, I'm not an expert at that. I'm not even the best nurse in the universe. And I'm definitely not the best refugee support coordinator in the universe now. But it's about having that overspill of the spirit in what you do every day. So I just really wanted to share that because for me it was such an eye-opener <laughs> going from doing what I was trained to do to doing what I was trained to do with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so that's an aside. So we'll get back to the point. Sorry Lucy. <laughs> okay we're going to do some prayer now. So while we were stood like this earlier you have to imagine that what God is asking us to do is to stand up for somebody who can't stand up for themselves. And in this city, we have loads of people who've come from different places like Marvel, who are refugees and asylum seekers. And lots of people who've come from other places and they're not asylum seekers, but where they've come from is pretty nasty. And even rainy Manchester is better than that. <laughs> so what I'm gonna get you to do now is do something to help those people. And what we're gonna do is pray. So uh, we have Sashlin. Where's Sashlin? Sashlin, will you go over to that stand there for me? Sashlin's got a little sign that says gospel. So as we... We spend some time now. If you want to start to pray for the gospel to be shared in this city, for people who've got a background of coming from Islamic countries, I want you to go over there and I want you to pray. <coughs> because we have Jesus. Allah is not the same as Father God. Jesus is not the same as the Prophet. We have something different, something very special, and I believe is the answer. So if you want to pray in a minute for that, go over and stand with Marl. Jenny and John, where are you? over there. Jenny and John, will you stand at the back over there for me? Jenny and John have got a little sign that says language. So this is a practical praying point. And also you can get involved with this afterwards. The language teaching provision in this country is appalling. If you come to this country from another country, you can wait up to two years for someone to teach you how to speak English. And then the government wonders why there's no problems with integration and, you know, radicalisation happens because we're, because we're not actually doing anything to help. So if you want to pray about that or if you want to get involved in language teaching provision, um, 
conversation classes, all the other stuff that was, were happening at Ivy Sharston in the future, then go over to that corner and start praying about that. So we're praying about integration and about language. And I'm going to stand over there, at the back on that, and I'm going to pray about poverty. When you come to this country in a seek or a refugee, the system is designed to make your life as difficult as possible. And I'm not, that's not an accusation of the government, it's written policy. You know, the government has going out of its way to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze on the people that need sanctuary in this country to, in order to stop people coming. And it isn't working. It's just making the people who come their lives hell, to be honest. <laughs> um, so we need to start to pray about that and we also need to take action. And one of the things we do at Ivy um, Church is we support the Boaz Night Shelter, which is people who come to this country who have literally got the clothes they stand up in and nowhere to sleep. We give them sanctuary and we help them pull their lives back together. So if you want to come and help me and pray about that, welcome over at the back. And if you don't want to go anywhere because you don't feel that any of these things really press your buttons, I want you just to stay in your seat and pray with someone and ask God to fill you up with the Holy Spirit so that it can spill out. Ask God to transform what you do from what I used to do into plus Holy Spirit work. Is that all right, Lucy? That's great. And just as well, could we have Nick and Natalie hands? Because um, it would be great to have the prayer areas as well. Because I feel like as well, when we invite the Holy Spirit, sometimes he stirs stuff up in us. And we can feel like, oh, I've got a barrier to this. Or I don't want him to touch this because it's too painful or it's too vulnerable. And so if you've got some stuff that you need some sort of specific personal prayer for, then you can go to that corner. So why don't we stand? Just a quick reminder, if you want to go over to Sashnin and speak and um, pray about the sharing the gospel. Also, if you feel fearful about sharing the gospel, I'd love you to go there and to be able to stand together and pray. At the back we have language and over in this corner. We have, there we are, poverty in the corner. Okay, so shall we stand? And I'm going to give you just a few minutes to move around to where you feel. And the band's going to play and then we'll finish in one song of worship. So please feel free to move around, pray with each other, go pray in the prayer corner. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.